0: Glory to God, to Jesus Christ be all the praise and glory. He's the Savior. He's the Son of God. He's the Lord God Almighty. Amen. His presence and glory is so wonderful, it's beyond human words. The Lord is one, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Humans were born to fellowship with Him. Amen. He offers Himself fully and completely to every person. Lord, we welcome You to this time. I believe with those listening, if they're not saved, You'll save them. If they're not filled with the Holy Spirit, You'll give them that experience. I believe with them for their healing. If they need healing in any area. In Jesus' name, Amen. This is Wonder and Reality. My name is Jim. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 13 and 14, He said, Enter by the narrow gate, For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. But how narrow is the gate, and constricted is the way that leads to life, and there are few who find it." And I want to read something, this is from um, the book of Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Baxter, it's on page 94. Jesus said, quote, I came to save all men. I desire that all who are lost will repent and call upon my name. It is not my will that any should perish but have everlasting life. Sad to say, most will not repent of their sins before they die and they will go to hell. Unquote. He goes on to say more in this quote. Uh, Many people wonder, how can this be? And the answer is, is a mystery of the kingdom of heaven it's the answer's in the bible and it's a very wonderful revelation number 1 god made humans into his own image and likeness every person is the image of god and and every person's eternal their soul they themselves they're worth more than all the wealth of the of in all of human history all the wealth in all of human history multiplied times infinity they and god's given every person choice and and even god cannot make someone choose him and then another aspect of this people still have objections right and one of the objections is how could there even be a place like hell and the lake of fire and Jesus said spoke about the everlasting fire prepared prepared having been made ready for the devil and his angels angels are eternal also and so there had to be a place for the fallen angels, for the enemy and, and all of the fallen angels. There's billions upon billions of them likely. Right now they're in chains in Tartarus, one of the five places of the underworld. I mean, it's just staggering to think about all those angels and the enemy and all anyone who's not found written in the book of life who doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, will spend eternity in, the, in hell in the lake of fire. It's, it's staggering in, in several ways, but just to think of the sheer numbers of, of lost souls and of angels that will be there. Right now in hell, our, our ministry estimates that there's 50 to 60 billion or more lost souls in hell. And and approximately 100,000 going there every day. Hell is enlarging itself. A great man of God in one of his teachings recently even said he was teaching about the millennium. And he said, God will not send anyone to the lake of fire until He's given them chances to repent. He spoke about that. And he spoke about how the millennium, um, He revealed s- s- just in wonderful revelations about the millennium, the thousand year reign of Jesus Christ, and how wonderful it would will be. And Jesus coming, bringing basically heaven to earth. And it will be so wonderful. Um, there, The enemy will be bound. There will be no demons or... or or uh, the enemy to deal with. Even animals, all the, the animals, uh, well, animals will live at peace with even with children. I mean, that's in Isaiah, a famous scripture, but that's about the millennium. But he, re- he said that one of the reasons that the millennium will occur is, is to reveal to man what is in their heart. That even after the millennium, they still will not repent. And so, his teaching lines up really exactly with what's in this book that I just quoted, A Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Baxter. It's, probably, it's Jesus revealed hell to her in great detail. He even said, I'm going to reveal hell to you in more detail than it's ever been revealed. And two of the themes of the book, one, number one, that God gave these people lost in hell, numerous chances and times to repent. And also another theme is that when Jesus interacted with these specific people, 19 specific people, numerous times Jesus was weeping and was sad and sorrowful and had deep sorrow on His face and was with just... uh, he was weeping. He knew all about them, and so that reveals that God will even know all about uh, the lost souls, even for eternity. Really, because I mean, these are just even in the book that it, that book, okay, by Mary Baxter, difficult, you know, very, very scary and sobering, and and but. Again, these it reveals God's love and mercy. that, that And uh, He's merciful. Jesus Christ is God. He is God. He's one with the Father. He's the revelation of God. He's the image of the invisible God. And, and at the very essence, the heart of it, He is God. Amen. And we know... I mean you ask anyone in the world and they'll know how wonderful Jesus Christ is it, it, you know he is love and, and mercy and compassion and and goodness and it's, he's a, even though he's God, he serves he served and gave his life, left heaven, came to the earth as a man died for the world. Three years of ministry healed. Proclaimed the gospel, the good news of salvation. Um, healed. At many times he healed all the people who were following him. Um, delivered them. You know, cast out demons. Healed. Gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf. Healed the cri- crippled, um, even raised the dead, <laughs> and, and, and offered forgiveness to the woman that they were going to stone. You know, if, if someone came, you know, and a key is humbling ourselves before him, amen. He said, He who exalts himself will be humbled, he who humbles himself will be exalted. He gave the story of the two, two people. One was self-righteous. The other one said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And that second one is the one who was justified. So, I want to, to shift gears. I want to just really try to emphasize presence of Jesus, His presence in glory, so wonderful, so beautiful. He's everything that someone dreams of. When, and, and the key of course is the Holy Spirit who is the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of Jesus Christ. When when someone how does someone find him? Go to him and seek him with all when someone seeks him with all their heart, they'll find him. And they have they will find the treasure, everything that they dream of, and they will be living what the Bible reveals and what they will experience literally the living Jesus Christ no longer just reading about Him or talking about Him or longing to see Him in heaven, which we, all those things are great, but they will be experiencing and Him. He offers Himself fully. He offers to fellowship. He offers to someone. What He offers is just beyond words, beyond comprehension, beyond... Uh, Why do I say that? Because um, He offers Himself, the, the Lord God Almighty, the great and awesome God of the universe, offers Himself fully and completely to every person for all eternity. And contained within that, the promises are so incredible that some people have studied the Bible and found, and have found that there's more than 7,000 promises. But just one of them, Jesus said, if anyone serves Me, him My Father will honor. Okay, another one. If anyone loves Me, he will keep My word. My Father will love him. We will come to him and make our home with him. So to to sum up it it's we furnished the vessel. And it's simple. It's it's easy and wonderful. Jesus said my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Think of it. You know, the almighty God, how powerful, how wonderful, how And so that I just wanted to emphasize that, you know, that's um and and that's when two things when someone first they will be completely fulfilled Jesus that's one of the things about his presence and glory complete satisfaction and fulfillment completely like he said he who comes to me shall never hunger he who believes in me shall never thirst he said that he who drinks of this living water will never thirst you know that's what humans were born to do what created to do and and they were born to fellowship with Him. Number two, then that's how we do ministry. And our ministry, um, we want to proclaim this to people. Two things. Number one, we want people to get saved. And then number two, we want you to fulfill your ministry. To go out and... and, uh, if you have not found exactly what God wants you to do, that you find that and do it, Amen. Someone does not have to have all the technology and all of the the, the nonprofit ministry; they can intercede, you know, for for their nation other nations other places they can intercede for ministries we'd be grateful if you pray for our ministry but but you don't have to, you can pray for any you know uh, God will reveal to you exactly what he wants you to do amen it's that's the wonderful thing that's why i emphasize it's the first thing is someone meeting Him and finding His presence and glory. That's 99.9% of it, probably. And the ministry will easily follow from that. Um, they will naturally walk with the Lord Jesus and learn from Him and. worship Him. Amen. Praise and thank Him and serve Him with joy and gladness. Amen. That, that's... Now, just briefly, the very challenging thing is those who don't get saved and, and who miss heaven and who they face in eternity in the lake of fire. That's a very difficult thing for us as humans to accept. We go by the Word of God and it clearly says that. It's clearly. And Jesus, as I've been emphasizing in recent messages, spoke about what will happen to unbelievers for eternity. In in, in more than 50 specific times He spoke about it. Now, something I did not emphasize in a, a previous message—I have not emphasized it much. Jesus used the, the phrase "cast," um, um, you know, "cast into hell," and and sometimes he used it in a metaphorical way, such as "cast," such branches are picked up, um, thrown into the fire, and burned. "Cast" means throw. It's uh, just like someone throwing a ball. It's very simple. Cast, throw. Revelation 20.15 says anyone who's not found written in the book of life was cast, some translations say thrown, into the lake of fire. It could be, I could be wrong, but it could be because they're in hell. Hell is thrown into the lake of fire in the end times. So they're in hell. Hell. They're thrown also in that that's a literal thing. That that's not something. That's not we should we should be, take it very seriously. It's not a figurative. I mean, it just it means exactly what it says. And Jesus used that word quite often. I don't know the exact number. I think it's ten or fifteen times in the Gospels that he says cast uh, into hell, such as. Such as, in, in um, everything Jesus said is famous, but remember when He said, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It's better for you to to go into life with one eye than to be having um, both eyes to be cast into hell. Some, one time He said hellfire. I think it was... Um, That's, that's one of the more than 50 ways that Jesus spoke about what will happen to unbelievers. That's kind of the start of their eternity, you might say. Their, you know, another time he said, bind them in bundles to burn. Um, again, that's a figurative... Uh, I believe that's in a parable... My overall point in the recent messages and what I'm learning is, Jesus spoke about what will happen to unbelievers for eternity in many, many different types of ways, and and it could be that he 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 spoke about it in every way that he possibly could. In other words, he he was very, sometimes very, very specific about the place and the type of place that unbelievers will be, hell, and it's a place of torment and the everlasting fire. But also he used a metaphor for that, the furnace of fire. He, used, he spoke about fire as many as 14 or 15 times. I, I've been incorrect. I've said 12 But these numbers keep increasing because as our ministry and and we look into this, there's just... You know, there's a lot in the Gospels. and, And so He spoke about fire. He spoke about the specific types of torment that they will be Suffering from and enduring. There's about seven or eight of those, at least. But he gave a specific story of someone who's actually in hell and what they are suffering the torment that they're enduring and what they're suffering from, and actually quoted them. He actually quoted the person in hell. I mean, how much more specific could he be? Now, on the one hand, it's a parable and some people may think, oh, well this might be a figurative thing and it's a parable. And, and, uh, but this one, now what I'm about to say, I could be wrong. But I at least want to say it. Jesus presented, I believe, it's either 42 or 44 parables, and and several of them, he does speak about. For example, uh, a king. Sometimes you know a certain king, or a or a uh, you know in the Good Samaritan parable, he spoke about a priest and and, and others. But in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, as far as I know, and again, I could be wrong, but it it might be the only parable in which someone's... uh, 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 a proper name was given in the parable, Lazarus. And so because of that, I believe that this is a true story. That there was a rich man sometime before Jesus came to the earth as a man. Somewhere in the world, there was a rich man who had a very luxurious lifestyle. And outside of his house, there was a beggar named Lazarus. And when they died, Lazarus went to paradise. That's the wonderful place that people went before Jesus came to the earth as a man. The rich man, it says, was in Hades and his what he was again Jesus quoted the rich man it's the only parable in which he quotes someone and he's quoting someone who's in Hades and 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 now today through the modern revelations of hell what this rich man was was enduring, the torments that he was enduring are exactly like the torments described in the modern revelations of hell, including Mary Baxter's experience and what she saw in hell and what she herself actually experienced. Specifically, this rich man, he, was set, he said, I'm in torment in this flame. So he's being burned with fire. That's number one. Number two, he was thirsty and asked for just a drop of water. So there's no water. Number three, he remembered his family on the earth. And, and he asked to Abraham, can I go and tell them? He had his soul. He had his memory. This reveals he had his body. He had his soul. He's suffering. He's in. It. He's able to talk. Jesus actually knew what this man said because Jesus is God. I mean, it's incredible. Um, I want to finish with with just the, this, the wonderful news, Jesus Christ is available. He's God Almighty. He's the wonderful Savior. He's the, the Good Shepherd. He's the light of the world. He's the bread of life. He offers full satisfaction. Amen. Um, and I, I want to thank our faithful partners. Great things are happening. In the last 24 hours, we've had a lot of new listeners of this podcast. It looks like new visitors to our websites, our uh, and people are finding our books. Thank you. Um, I know we have some faithful partners. And, and Lord, bless the listeners. First, bless the visitors to our websites, all of them. I checked two websites and just some of the visitors I want to pray for them by location bless the visitors in Istanbul, Turkey in Singapore Tokyo, Japan Bengaluru and Gurgaon, India Moscow in Mepel, Netherlands Milan, Italy Munich, Germany, in London, in uh Rubo, France, in Melbourne, Australia, in the US, the USA, and Lord bless the listeners of uh of, of the podcast, in Adelaide and Perth, Australia, in Kawachi, Japan, in Moscow, in Sevastopol, Sweden, in Cairo, Egypt, in Rhine, Germany, in Dublin, Ireland. These are listeners in the past approximately 48 hours, some of them. In Canada, in Star Corners, in Shannonville, in In the US in numerous states from Florida, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, Ohio, New Jersey, New York, Texas in Keller, Texas in Richardson, in Chicago, Los Angeles, Seattle, in Oregon, in Hayward, California, in Phoenix. Bless them, Lord. Bring the right listeners and visitors and readers to our ministry. Thank you for the privilege, Lord. Please please do visit our main website. We've had some new websites in the last several weeks. And if you scroll down on the homepage, most of our websites are listed. Thank you for following this podcast and blessings.